Welcome to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast, where we discuss various dog training topics to help you become the best leader for your dog. Marvin Pierce has over 20 years of experience with obedience training for dogs located in the Sherwood, Oregon area. Offering private lessons and group clinics, the dog teacher has been able to change the lives of dog owners by helping them develop and maintain an obedient dog. For more information, contact us at MarvinPierceDogTeacher.com. But most dogs that come here that have issues, any kind of issues like that, by the time they leave here, they're normally pretty cool. Yeah. Because they've been around enough people, enough dogs, but not him. And He's significantly better, but, yeah. but he's and not he, made he's, the kind of improvements we normally see. Yeah, he's better, good enough now that you can actually, uh, we can handle him. We don't have to worry about him. Where before he wanted to eat me, he just thought I was a cheeseburger. Well, and so, our initial meeting with him was 30 minutes of barking, continuous <laughs> barking. Just yeah, I left, loud. I think, actually, because yeah, he was so bad. It was brutal. And it was yeah. really difficult to get him out of the car. Yeah. Uh, just worried about everything. But, that's but a, to me, that's a fearful dog. And I don't know why. Like I said, I'm not a, a psychic. I can't tell what's wrong with him. But, but I feel for him, his worst enemy is the general public. Sure. Because you take him to town, people see he's afraid, and they're like, <gasps> "Yeah." Oh, but well, we see him do walks okay. with and us and stuff, and, and, and he's just cool. If we're just on a walk, he's okay. You know, but whenever they walk, approach people, or people approach him, or he, then he gets to be a problem. He goes out with dogs and stuff. But it's cool. the way people approach right. him. Yeah. If you just walk by him and ignore him, he's Unless okay. you're Marvin. Marvin doesn't yeah. have to approach him. He literally knows when Marvin is in the yeah. bar. Yeah, he don't like me at all. <laughs> and he lets me handle him. He respects me. He don't try to eat me when I put a leash on him. He mm-hmm. just... And I don't go uh, pick on him is what I would call no, right now. not at all. Yeah. You've never put him under any pressure, really. I don't put him in or I don't take him out, you know, uh, unless I need to. If we're not somebody here, like the other night, I took the collars off of him when they brought him in. Uh, well, he just came in, <clears throat> and he'll come in a barn with me and go in his kennel. I open the kennel door, he'll go in the kennel. So, to me, that's a fearful dog that I'm not that sure. That one's obviously fearful. Yes. I'm not that's sure it. why, you know. Like Bianca said, I kind of feel maybe this is genetics, you know. But some dogs are fearful because they haven't been exposed to trucks, cars, yeah. motorcycles, chickens, yeah. you know. Yeah. And loud noises, a lot of loud noises bothers dogs. But normally a lot of those dogs, they kind of get over it because, when they, well, with us, we've gotten them over it because a lot of different people have them. <clears throat> we put them out with good dogs so they can get that good dog feeling, you know, mm-hmm. where they get to hang out with good dogs. So, I think there's a majority of fearful dogs that were really coddled when they were afraid of things. Yes, and that's it. Just the other day, somebody told her dog, it's okay. I said, the hell it is. If it was okay, you wouldn't be trying to hide from you. Right. You know? But people want to go down to that uh, mentality. They want to nurture the dog that is scared in a way that a dog does not Not respect or like at all. Yeah. 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 They just totally see that as making things worse. And so, for me, when you get to those kind of dogs that are just scared of the world... Uh, scared of things in the world, whatever you want to call it. The, to me, the best way to get them out of it is get them more, uh, be more of a leader for them. Mm-hmm. 
don't be tell them it's okay. Don't be worrying about everything you see, you know. Uh, get them trained better, obedience. For me, it's like a dog that's scared of uh, a bicycle on the street. Mm -hmm. Riding down the street, when the dog's on the sidewalk with a, a human. To me, I feel that if you've done a really good job of being a leader for that dog, you should be able to heal that dog down the sidewalk and that bicycle ride down the street and your dog be okay. Right. And people don't do that. They want to go introduce that dog to the bicycle. Yeah. yeah. Wipe it down with peanut butter and, and let him lick it. Yeah. And give them Tell them it's okay. And, yeah. and yada, 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 yada. For me, you know, if I'm become the leader for that dog, we can walk down the sidewalk and the bicycle can go down the street. And we've proven here time and time again what dogs with bicycles, because Mariah's bicycle is still here. Thanks, Mariah. Uh, Y'all ride it around in a round pen and out on the road out here in our, in our field. With dogs being led with it, you know, while you're riding it. And these are dogs that can't even be around a bicycle. So I think the majority of the time, like you said a while ago, people try to coax a dog into accepting the bicycle, skateboard, whatever, rather than accepting you as a leader and not yeah. having to worry about all that yeah. stuff. So. I, and I, I feel like some shy and fearful dogs are, it's evident that they're shy and fearful. Some shy and fearful dogs are outwardly aggressive, but they're, they're actually just scared. Like they'll be super barky at everything or uh, try to bite people. And sometimes that's like you were talking about a matter of they weren't desensitized to a lot of things and they're scared and they're using their... Yes. They allow Bark to try and scare those things off. I took Rebel to um, Home Depot, and the first time she saw herself in the, the mirrors <laughs> or the, the sliding glass door aisle, she was like, <laughs> just this like deep alligator growl. <clears throat> and she's like, damn, that's an ugly dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I, she wasn't, she's not aggressive, right. but it frightened yeah. her, and she reacted that way. And you talk about this a lot. If the dog has obedience, you can resort to the obedience in those situations too. So she started growling in a mirror and I was like, no, and just kept walking. Yeah. We're, we're walking, we're doing something. And then she's like, okay, I don't have to worry about that. And that's it. And a we lot of people would stop and, and, stand and try to tell them it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Look at that. That's you. Yeah. 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 That's just going on with the situation. And I think that's what gets it in so much trouble. And what is it, next Friday night we're going to do a, uh, what is it called? Introductory Stock Dog Clinic. Yeah, that's going to be pretty interesting. We're going to have some goats here, and we're going to have people come over with their dogs so they can meet goats. And some people can see if their dogs want to actually work, or some people can get their dogs to leave goats alone, or whatever the case is going to be. It's going to be fun. We had not done one for probably a year, and uh, it's going to be fun to do one to see it's always fun to see what we have shows up, you know. There can be, right. it might be a chihuahua end up being here. <laughs> yeah, but. we didn't limit it. We didn't limit what breeds can come. Yeah, and it's just. We have anything from Rottweilers to German Shepherds to Lats <clears throat> to. And it's fun, you know. And well, it will be fun porgies. as long as everybody cooperates and we don't want to get no goats hurt. But I've had a lady that showed Rottweilers here, I don't know, 20 years ago, probably 18 years ago. And uh, she done stock work with them too, and she came here and worked hers a little bit. She had That's some fun. young ones that she wanted to try to introduce and not get nothing hurt. And it's a challenge for me to, especially not get no younger and have to hustle around once in a while, try to keep dogs and goats safe and people. 
A brat guy thing? Yeah, Su <clears throat> Suzanne said, in order to prevent fear in dogs when they are puppies, what is the window of time, age-wise, where, where socialization is most important? And by socialization, I mean sound sights, different types of people, etc. What types of socialization do you recommend? I don't feel like it's like, bam, this age you should do everything. I should feel, I feel like there's like layers of adding to what a puppy can handle. Because if you just take an eight-week-old puppy and take it everywhere, that can be overwhelming and cause some shit. Yes. I mean, I totally agree. I think sometimes people try to do too much. Right. Too early. Right. And it makes it worse. But I tell you, I, and I, I don't know. <clears throat> You've got to let a puppy be a puppy. Uh -huh. I feel that's one of the things that people don't. They want to cuddle them and hold them all the time because they're cute. Uh -huh. And <clears throat> they want to protect them from everything. And they don't want them to get hurt. And uh, they don't want them to eat a piece of dirt or, you know, anything. Uh -huh. Uh, I think that's one of the things that hurts puppies and people so much is they don't just let the puppy be a puppy, you know, and let them get dirty, let them roll in the dirt. Uh, I w Sometimes they try to get them around so many people that then they become crazy about people. You know, I've raised so many dogs, I mean hundreds of dogs in my life, literally. And I've never got a pup and said, hey, I'm just going to socialize this pup and he's going to be cool. You know what I mean? That's but that's what gets people in so much trouble. My dogs got to see people here, you know, on the property, my fence crew. So I'm not saying don't get around people. You got to get around people and you need to get them around other dogs. But <clears throat> you have to be a leader. You're better off to go really slow than get these people. Oh, I want to pet your puppy. And they're overbearing and they're trying to rub their head and scratch their ears and instead of letting the puppy go to the people, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you're better off to have people just sit around and let the puppy come around and say hi and pet the puppy a little bit, you know. And yeah. Maybe pick the pup up and pat it a little bit, but don't be scruffing his head up and stuff. Uh, I feel like it. it's like you said, you're focusing on being a leader for the dog and experience exposing the dogs yeah. to things not getting a hundred people to pet the dog no, because they'll all be stupid about it and i shouldn't say that but they will and then not uh getting the dog out with a bunch of dogs because some people just throw their puppy out with a bunch yeah. of dogs and it's a bunch of shithead dogs and it gets picked on and picked on and picked on and then you have a dog that's afraid of dogs but you could benefit by exposing the puppy to dogs by having your puppy and there's a dog around, but not necessarily the two of them interacting. Right. You just can't let them in those situations. You can't let the one lunge at the puppy wanting to play so bad. Right. Or the puppy lunging at the other one wanting to play. There's just so much Because then you're getting in wrong. trouble. But, I mean, a lot of times you're better off to shut your car doors around the dog. Shut your hood. Shut your yes. trunk. You know, slam just, dishes in the sink. Yeah, just get them around noises yeah. and don't yeah. tell them it's okay. Yeah. Just show them that yeah. it is. But still, you know, I never had an issue with socializing pups because I've raised so many dogs and a lot of litters or puppies over the years. But you're better off to, I don't know, we've done a deal here. I think you worked here when we done the puppy thing. Where three or four different people with pups came here and they we let them play and around pen and out in the field. Yeah. Puppy socialization. I had to get my blood pressure checked doing yeah. this. 
We tried doing those, but, you know, it's like people going to the dog park a lot of times. They go down there and they turn their dogs loose and they get on their cell phone. Mm -hmm. Me, I think if you go to a dog park, you shouldn't be allowed to have your cell phone. It's not even that. It's, well, it's, it's, a lot of it is, the, though. The people never pay no mind so to their dogs. It's so well, beyond that. It's so beyond that. Well, it's way beyond that, They will look start. right at a dog. And the other dog, one dog, dog A, will be picking on dog B. And owner A will be watching it and saying, they're having so much fun. Yeah. They're, they're, it's not even that they're distracted. They're, well, but it's so many nobody, times they are distracted because they don't have no clue what their dog's doing. They don't. And I mean, they don't I, care. I, uh, there are too many people who don't care. Well, what they are. I mean, they doing. think they're having fun because they're yeah. chewing one another to the ground. But yeah. I think people don't pay no mind to their dogs. They, whenever they want to socialize them, like Suzanne's talking about, I don't think they find good dogs. Like me here. Well, I'm gonna get another pup. I think next week, and it, it will be mostly with bigger dogs. It won't get a lot of puppy life because we don't have no but puppies here. But it won't here just right be mostly but, with bigger dogs. It will be with bigger dogs that well, are good, well, well behaved, yeah. will listen really well, can be called off the puppy, and don't just. <clears throat> Pick on it. But people get in too big of a rush. And if I was a person like, and I was going to get a puppy, I would try to do my homework on where can I take this pup to let it be introduced to other pups. Google isn't and a good place to do your homework no, on that. I would find me a place, though. I would do my research. I would find me somebody that has a cool puppy that has the same kind of thoughts I did on training that I want a good puppy that don't just rough out. I mean, they got to wrestle and play some because they're puppies. But for me, they can't be chewing on one another and dragging one another's fur out and stuff like that. But I think the biggest thing for me is to get them around puppies, to get them around other people and children. I mean, I think children is really important to get pups around because we see pups, that, dogs that come here three, four, five years old, never been around a kid. Now, once the owners have grandchildren and they want to introduce the dog to grandchildren and they're scared to death. Uh, for me, that is a real concern for people, you know. So I think these pups should be able to be around kids, but then for the sure. kids got to be respectful of the puppy and the puppy be respectful of the kid. So to answer your question, Suzanne, I mean, all the above, you can take them to town. I never was one on taking my dogs to town, but uh, I cowboyed with my dogs. It's a whole different world, but... If I was going to have a dog and live in town, I would, if I wanted to take them to stores, you know, I'd be the respectful guy. I would go into Home Depot with my little plastic Ziploc bag and my little dog uh, poop bag and my other stuff, and I would clean up my own dog piss and shit if they'd done it. Or Wilco, too, you know. I know some girls that worked at one of the stores one time, and they talked about all the people's dogs that... Come in there and hike their leg and pissed on everything and shit in the middle of the floor. And the people just keep on going like, oh, they got people to do that. I don't think that's fair. I think if you're taking your dog out to be training on it, you should clean up your own mess. You shouldn't have to have the people who work at the stores do it for you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that, you know, hopefully that answers your question. Just try to do all the above. But you can't let people be overbearing. Just come in all big and gooey and laughing and stuff, pet your puppy. And you can't let dogs pick on your pup. And do the noises, you know, the car doors, the hoods, because they're going to be around your vehicles. Like Bianca said, a pot and a pan in the house or whatever, you know. Dogs barking on the TV and a TV yeah. show will make your dog be good. So, 
Anything else, Brett? Yeah, Hughes uh, started to walk or started with my dog walking around parks, but with absolute control and making sure there was enough room between my dog and another dog. Mm -hmm. Over over time, we consistently worked on not reacting in any way with other dogs. Either walk by, lay down, or sit off to the side of the sidewalk. Yeah, and that's, a, I think, one of the things that people miss in my thoughts in walking dog. There's a difference between walking a dog three miles and going for a walk with your dog. I mean, if you're going to walk three miles with your dog and that's what you're going to do and you're going to make him heal the whole way, go for it. You know, I've done it cowboy and my dogs. We might long trot for a mile to find cattle. They didn't get to stop and pee and poop all the time. We had somewhere to go and we needed to get there. Mm -hmm. But in other times, if we were just out trail riding with our dogs, I didn't care. They ran off a trail, you know, I'd send them off trail, let them go play and stuff. But <clears throat> I think too many people go on a walk for their dogs and they don't just stop and make their dogs lay down and watch traffic go by or sit and watch traffic go by. Uh, they're always on a mission. They're always letting their dogs sniff walk. Every five feet, they're sniffing turds and stuff. For me, they're not really concentrating on a very good heel position, I don't feel if we're out sniffing all the time. So I think that's one of the hardest things for once you get a dog that heals really well, it's like a dog with a recall that's a, like 100% recall. There's so much more freedom they can have. Like me tonight when we went back in from town with Hank and Holly, mm -hmm. you let Hank do what he wanted. And what did Hank do? Walk behind you. Mm -hmm. Holly, she wanted to walk in front of me. Just about a half a dog. But she didn't want to walk behind me or even beside me. She still wants to go out there just mm -hmm. a little bit. If I work with her and just, I mean, I call it playing, but it takes me a couple seconds to get her in a real good heel position. But she just doesn't want to walk right there. And, I mean, I'm almost certain her owners are never going to make her, but I want to. Mm -hmm. I want her to heal for me like a chip pro, like she's mm -hmm. supposed to, and she's just fighting the tooth and nail. Mm -hmm. So, you got anything else, Brett? Yeah, Hugh also said, now he's incredibly good at not reacting, and the focus has changed to what people and dogs are coming by. My dog will give me a warning when a dog is not going to be safe, and I listen to him, and we increase the distance between us and them. My dog now consistently does not react, even when the other dog goes crazy. Yeah, that's a lot of work for that dog, because he was a lot of dog when he started with him. So... You got anything else, Brett? Yeah, one more. That's Nancy McCann. Says, evening, everyone. Miss you today, Marvin. Today, Hunter was afraid of the chicken feathers in the round pen. Need help to change that. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. <laughs> I'll see you, uh, well, probably Monday now. I don't think you're here tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we've been having some chicken troubles around here. They're coming into the round pen at night. And the lanes, I don't know what that's all about, but... For some reason, they're wanting to move into the dog area. Hank was looking up today like, what? Yeah. <laughs> There's feathers <laughs> everywhere. So, uh, for me, I want to touch a little bit on dogs going home from training. Being here, being anywhere. And, I mean, I've seen it with horses, you know. I've seen it with dogs. Uh, <clears throat> for me, if you're going to spend the money and the effort... I don't think I don't think it's fair for people to say uh, I got my dog home from training and he just don't do what I want. First of all, have you done what you need to do to get your dog to do what you want? Most of the time, not. If you're really complaining about it, I mean, we have people call and says, "Hey, my dog, I brought him home last week, and 
I'm having problems. We're all over it. Let's help you. Let's fix it. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to wait a two or three weeks or a month or two and then call and say, well, my dog's having problems. Yeah, the dog's biggest problem was the owner didn't contact the trainer sooner mm -hmm. to say, what do I need to do to change? Uh, and we've seen it time and time again, and it does happen. It's not easy for the human to change. The dogs, are for me, is pretty easy to change majority of the time. The people, it's a lot harder to change the habit, but we drove to people's house a half hour, 45 minutes one way, and get there, and in two minutes, we got the dog to school. Mm -hmm. He's placing whatever. He's doing good. He's healing. He's not barking. He's not pulling on the leash. He's not doing any of the things. But the people were having enough trouble, they contacted us to go there. And for us, yeah. if it's within days, that, we're good with it. But if you wait a week, two, three weeks, a month, two months, a year, three years, that's just bullshit, you know. I mean, it's not going to go away. If you're not winning, you know, if you're just going home and you're like uh, Joe, we talked about so much. He's done so good. The lady got a hold of us. She's having trouble and she knows it's her, mm -hmm. you know, and so we're going to go out there and we're going to fix her dog. We're going to fix her. And for me, I've assumed. And we're excited too. Yeah, yeah. it's fun because she's yeah. doing what she should do. She paid us to train her dog. We, I mean, there's all kinds of videos everywhere on the internet of that dog being so cool. Mm -hmm. And now, once he's starting to have problems again, he's just relapsing. You know, to me, that's all it is. Yes, she said they kind of relapsed. They had yeah. a couple weekends alone together. And yeah, <coughs> and for me, he was a bad dog when we got him as far as he just had, he had a lot of problems. His rap sheet was longer than I don't know what, you know. But the thing is, fun for me is she's not giving up because she's seen it. She knows that he can be good yeah. now. Yeah. So it's just a matter of helping her. Yeah, she's not making him. excuses. Yeah. yeah. So whenever people go to, one person made a reply on Google here a while back from three and a half years ago about her dog. It's like, holy shit, it took you three and a half years to figure out your dad's dog wasn't being good. Uh, maybe it's not being good because of her. I don't know. But Brett, you got anything else? That's it. Bianca, you got anything? Nope. So it's. 6.34, not that I'm watching my clock, but so I think that like us, I'm sure that people aren't on here. If they are, it's okay. We're not dissing nobody, but we have somebody here recently that just has a hard time training with me because I'm too intimidating. But then they train with you and Heather and they have fun. So, and for me, that doesn't bother me, you know, because they're not disking me. They told me I was cool. They just, they're too intimidated by me. But <clears throat> they really struggle with their dog, you know, and uh, they uh, they trained with us for, what, two weeks pretty much, and then they took it to a dog park and it got the shit beat out of my two big dogs. This ain't a very big dog, but I'm sure the dog was fighting because he's not a, he's a, I don't know, what is a pit mix or something? Terrier mix. Yeah. So, you know, I always feel bad for the people because, I don't know, I mean, they trained off of YouTube, you know, I think they watched some videos on there and different trainer stuff. And But the bottom line was, was you know, I know we said, do not take your dog to dog parks and, you know, turn loose and get him in trouble. And they did that. And for me, it amazes me that, people don't follow through with what we recommend, at least until you're done with us, you know? 
I mean, it's like the mechanic, you're pulling there to get the oil changed, and he pulls the plug and starts draining the oil, and you say, wait, I'm going to run down to Dairy Queen real quick with my car and get me an ice cream. And he's like, you can't. But, oh, yeah, I can. He take out and blow up your car. You know, whose fault is it? It's dang sure not the mechanics, you know? And that's kind of the same way it is with dogs. But I told Bianca, with this lady, every day she does a little bit better. And that's all you could expect from her. I mean, she tries really hard. She tries to concentrate. Uh, but she just has a really uh, hard time because her dog's her baby. Her pup was a year old or a little better. I think it's just human nature that people want to do certain things. And they want what they want to do to work. Like, I want to be like able to, you. I want to be able to eat ice cream and still lose weight. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I've tried that for you know, 60 years. But eventually you learn that's not going to work. Well, I think the thing is with dogs is, and I read it somewhere, it might have been Sean that wrote it, I don't know, it might have been me that wrote it, but I know I say it all the time, when you go buy a puppy and it's your baby, you already screwed up. You know, I'm going to go buy me a puppy or get me a puppy next week. I'm going to get me a puppy though, I'm not going to go get a baby. And my puppy will be raised like a dog. And I think so many people don't do that and... And it's just like for us, you know, I've seen people time and time again. They go buy a pup because they lost their old dog. They've lost a loved one, whatever. They go get a puppy and then they end up leaning and crying on that puppy and the puppy can't handle the pressure of being uh, just everything's negative in the person's, the puppy's world. You know, there's no leadership role there. If he does... If he pees in the floor, they're like, oh, baby, it's okay. I know you're trying, and they clean it up, you know. I mean, <clears throat> so it's really hard for people to understand that. And like I was saying with us being trainers, when we send a dog home and people's having a problem with it, I think there's so many times that the people just haven't changed enough. And for me, the dogs go home from here, they got a good foundation, and we can always, Bianca or I can, get the dog back here and tap right into it. Like we got a dog back today that people's having some trouble with. And heck, I didn't see him for three minutes and me and him was out acting like he just left yesterday and he's been gone, what, two months? <clears throat> we just heard, I think yesterday or something that they were having trouble with him. And he's been home for like two months. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know why we didn't hear about this two months ago when he got home, you know? If he didn't have problems two months ago and he has problems now, then it's really you know, a lot of things have uh, slacked at home. And if he had problems right when he went home, the people damn sure should have got a hold of us and let's figure out what it is so we can try to fix it. But for me, that's the, probably the hardest thing about training is the people think they send their dogs for training for two or three weeks, whatever the program is for someone, and they get them home and they're fixed. But it's just not that way. I mean... It can be. If you're really serious about uh, if the, it, you change if the owner is. Follow the rules. Yeah. yeah. But. but, I mean, majority of the people, I think the majority of the people probably slip some. But if you don't slip much, it's really easy to step it right back up. But if you slip and slip and slip and let it continue for a month or two or three or six, the human is starting over pretty much. The dog, like I said, a lot of them, people send them back to a trainer and get them rebooted for a week or two and they're good to go again. But it's really hard to get the owners on the same page. So, you got anything you want to add? Mm. 
No, I just th- I think it's human nature. You people like go you. to the dentist and they are like, man, I'm going to floss every day. But then they go home and they don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some people who do, but. Yeah, a couple. So, Brett, get in there. Yeah, Hugh says, this discussion reinforces how important it is to have a good dog training resource. Thank you, Mark. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And it is, you know, it's really hard for people to understand that. To, to be, I feel, a good owner, you got to be a good leader. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to be a good leader or a great leader, it's really hard for your dog to respect you. And that's just the bottom line. And every once in a while, you get somebody got a dog and it was just perfect from a puppy and it's perfect till it dies. Uh, I, I think even then, I think the people did something right. Well, they do. They just don't yeah. baby them. They don't yeah. hug them. They don't yeah. kiss them. They don't yeah. feed them at dinner table every night, you know. Yeah. They kind of treat them like a dog. Yeah. And it's not, for me, I don't, and I think it is your lifestyle, you know. Yeah. I got that Jack Russell here 10 years ago from a buddy of mine, a little pup, and I kept that thing about a week or two, and I gave it away because all I taught to do was shit in the house. <laughs> I mean, and it was just because it didn't fit my lifestyle. Like now, if you notice, you see me out or you hear me out more in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Than you do in November, December, January, February when it's shitting cold and snowing and dark at five and evening. You don't see me out now. You might see me out at the mill eight o'clock at night or out weed eating or running around on a tractor. Mm-hmm. But so the house dog just kind of didn't fit my lifestyle. So and I just got rid of it. I give it away. I mean, it's cool, a dog pup. But so Brett, guy. Yeah, Nancy McKinn says, do you also recommend dogs that are relapsing to come back for a day or several days to keep consistent? Depends on the dog. Depends what kind of relapse, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. if the dog's starting to growl at people or get in serious trouble, then we need to meet and evaluate and and how long has it been and what happened. And there's so many different scenarios. Sometimes it's like, hey, that you do this next time this happens and you're good to go and we don't even need to see you in person. But Yeah, and you know, hurts. we've got some people that just don't follow through as good as they should or could and they know it. And so like six months, they're like, hey, we're going on vacation. We're going to leave our dog there a week. We'll just pay you to... Well, we charge $40 a day extra to train But those them. are all people that aren't having behavior. No, problems. they're just they having They just little, didn't follow yeah, through just, on the obedience. Yeah. And they so, want their dog to get better. Yeah, and they just the don't want to again. put the effort and the time in yeah. it. So they have us to do it in six <laughs> it months. It lasts about six months. Yeah. And then we see them <laughs> they're again. ready again. And so, and they don't mind it, you know. And for me, it's the best of both worlds. We get some dogs to work with that are fun and they're not as challenging as the dogs that come in here wanting a dog fight and bite it. It keeps the dog out of trouble. Yeah, them. and so it's just a good plan. And and I don't even know what it costs to board dogs. I mean, there's places in Portland. I don't. I don't know what you'd spend if you took a dog somewhere and got it boarded like we do here. I mean, <clears throat> I've never boarded a dog in my life. Uh, I've always had people here to watch them or something, you know. And, <laughs> So, and I've always had too many dogs aboard anyway. I'd have to have a trailer to take them in. But so, Brett, getting on. It's there right now. All right. So, Bianca, what do we got coming up? We got some boarding, or we got some dog clinics coming up. We have set your dog free every Saturday in June, except for the seventeenth. And then we have, uh, and that's at 10 a.m. every Saturday except for the 17th. Drive five miles an hour or don't come in? 
And then uh, June 4th, this Sunday, Obedience Clinic. June 9th, Friday evening, Intro to Stock Dog Clinic. June 10th, we have a adult dog adoption event at Wilco. June 11th, we have an adult dog adoption and wine tasting event at Arlen Vineyard. What day was that? The 11th. At Arlen Vineyard. And both the Wilco of the... one is the 10th, and Arlen Vineyard wine tasting and adult dog adoption. And both of these, I want to touch on because mm-hmm. I forgot about it, but... What these are, are shelter dogs from Newburgh Shelter, and we got to check with Homer Bound, but we brought some dogs in from those two shelters, and we're training on them, and we're not going to bill the person who adopts them. If someone adopts them, you just got some free training, but it's going to be a really, hopefully, a fun, good deal, because like I said, Bianca said, we're going to be at Wilco on Saturday, and we'll have the dogs there, and we'll handle them, you know, at leashes, yada, 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 let people meet them and pet them and stuff. And then on Sunday, we're going to go to Arlen Vineyard with whatever dogs we have left. If we have any left, and we're going to do it there. If they all get adopted out at Wilco, then we'll just go by and get some more. Or we'll give away some of Bianca's. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then June 19th. Uh-oh. I wrote it wrong on the calendar. June 19th, an off-leash beach trip. Oh. And then uh, June 23rd. Another Friday evening intro stock dog clinic. And June 24th, another uh, Sunday morning obedience clinic. And in July, things are going to slack off a little bit because... We're all taking vacations. Well, three of us are taking vacations and none of us are at the same time. So it'll be a little short staff, less Nancy and Kay really. What was between the 19th and the 24th? There was another date. The 23rd. Yep, what was it? Intro Stock Dog Clinic. Perfect. When the stock dog stuff, we'll probably do some more of it if we get enough people wanting to do it. Because uh, they're usually two hours in the evening time, six to eight o'clock or something. We have some on, we have on a past on Saturday or Sunday. At one time we had like Two or three day cow dog clinics here. Stock dog. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were. I don't even know how many we done. Four, five, or six that one summer. So they were pretty. We had people from was it Washington, I think, California. Yeah. I don't know where all showed up. Oregon showed up to those clinics. So that was pretty fun. People camped out here in the fields. All right, Bianca, anything else you want to add? Nope. So let's talk. Jody Pierce Family Ranch has beef for sale. We might need any quarters and halves and holes. Wagyu Angus, mm-hmm. some pork. Uh, then we have uh, Arlen Vineyard, Janice's Vineyard. We promote them some when we remember. Uh, they're over here in Newburgh off of Calkins Lane. Lane. And she does wine tastings, and you can buy wine there. I don't know whatever you do at wineries. I don't know. <laughs> wine tasting. Oh, last wine I drank was like <laughs> Mad Dog 2020 and Boone's Farm <laughs> Strawberry Hill, so... I'm <clears throat> not too up to date on all this modern wine they have, but uh, and then we have uh, who else? What else? I don't know. The Newburgh Shelter, you know, we always want to talk about them for people who's wanting to adopt dogs, and because they have some cool dogs, they've got some nice little pups down there now. I don't know for sure what they are, but 
They got a little hairline down their back like a ridge, Rhodesian Ridgeback. But oh, really? They're black web-footed, and they got brown feet and brown brindle legs on them. They're pretty mm -hmm. cool, and black, black, black pups. They and got homeward bound. Three or four of them, yeah, and homeward bound. We work with them a lot, McMinnville now. We got a couple of their dogs here right now. We're going to try to take those to the adoption deal. And this will be the first time I know of any of the shelters done something like this. They do the puppy ones a lot, mm -hmm. uh, adopt a puppy thing. And this one I asked them about doing an, an adult dog, so I think that'd be kind of fun to do something a little bit different. And then, uh, <sighs> need a nap, had too much dinner. So I think that's probably about it, huh? Mm -hmm. Brett, you got anything? Yeah, Jen, somebody on TikTok says, my puppy was born today, looking forward to training. Oh, awesome. Uh, she says it's a lab puppy. She says she's already signed up in August for training. Oh, oh yeah. Right. That's uh, the one Heather was talking to. I'm excited. I think we get <clears> to meet them soon. So the born today? Yeah, the oh. puppy, not yet, but the people. And I'm thinking about giving my dog Roxy away. Or uh, I met them. Maybe I met them. I think you met them. Yeah, I think I did. There's two. Yeah, yeah cool. I did meet them. Yep. But I'm thinking about giving Roxy up. She's a two-year-old chocolate lab. And uh, no fault of her own. I mean, <clears throat> she's, she's good. She's ready to retire. Yeah. yeah. And we use her here for a dog to introduce her to other <coughs> dogs. Bless you. And help us train. And so we're going to find her new home. I'm going to find me another pup probably. And But we just want her to, well, she's got to have a cool home or she'll stay yeah. here. She's got a pretty good life here, but. I'd like for her to go sleep on the couch for a while in the bed and hang out. She would like that. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody's looking for a lab, and she's trained pretty good. She recalls and sets and lays down and don't bite and don't dog fight. She gets the trouble with puppies that aren't real secure in life is what happened last time. Nervous puppies, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're just nervous. And so like I said, it's not her fault, but uh, she rides in vehicles good. I don't keep her in the house. You'll have to house train her. Bianca, I think she'd be super yeah, easy to too. house train if you know how to set some rules. Yeah, so she's just cool. All right, Brett, got anything? Uh, Valerie says I'll donate some refreshments or snacks for the adoption event. Oh, fun. She what? She'll donate some refreshments or snacks for the adoption event. Oh, fun. Thank you. Hey, Ginger went to her new abode she, today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be happy. I'll send you couch evidence later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, so, yeah, she, Ginger is happy. Yeah, Ginger like, <laughs> thinks she's good right now. So, uh, well, Brett, we're going to bail, huh? Okay. We'll see you all next week. Jen says, I can't wait. Yeah. All right. I'm Thanks excited. a lot. Have a good evening. Thanks for listening to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast. If you found this information helpful, we suggest following even more of our dog training tips and resources on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher.